Welcome to Canada's National Bible Hour. This is Brian Albrecht, your host and president of Mission Go. Today our text is taken from Psalm 22, verse 1, which says, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? These are the very words that the Lord Jesus quoted from the cross when he was taken on the sins of the whole world, including your sins and my sins. He went on the cross at 9 a.m. in the morning and at 12 noon, it was total darkness. It was a darkness that was so thick, you couldn't see anything. And at that moment, Jesus cried out with these words, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? At that moment, he was taking on the sins of the whole world as he hung between heaven and earth. All our sins were put on Jesus Christ at that moment, and he paid a debt that we could not pay. He took the hell and the wrath of God. All the anger that God has towards your sins and my sins were put on the Lord Jesus Christ. He bore our sins in his own body as he hung on the tree, the scripture says. And because of that, because of that great sacrifice, he rose again on the third day. He's alive today. And we put our faith and trust in him, believing in him that we have eternal life. This is a radio edition of Global Times. Today we have in our studio Abu Saad, who's our missionary to the Middle East. He's just been there for many, many years uh, sharing the gospel. He's uh, been able to disciple so many and uh, start so many churches all over the Middle East. And we're so thankful to have him in our studio today. 
He's just recently been working with some refugees that are coming across the border, but also they're ministering to the local uh, Jordanians. And I think today he wants to tell us about that ministry. Well, uh, we praise God what uh, God is uh, giving us today, uh, opportunity uh, to serve him in this uh, way uh, to serve the refugees while we're uh, trying to present or uh, provide for them uh, part of their needs, talking food or some other stuff, blankets and things. Uh, but um, God is opening doors also to reach out uh, while we're going to those homes the refugees' homes uh, got opening door also to reach out the neighbors, which is if we're uh, talking about uh, Jordan, we're reaching uh, some Jordanians, neighbors uh, of those refugees. If we're talking about Lebanon, we're the same and uh, other countries like Turkey and uh, those mainly three countries. So it's a, it's a, a challenge uh, for us, but at the same time, it's uh, open doors, new open door to reach out more those who live in the same country. Wow. That's a great ministry. Tell us about a person or a couple people that you've ministered to and and uh, maybe had a, a great effect on them. Yeah, one of the area we started to go, it's a small village uh, away from the uh, from uh, the city, about an hour. There was uh, plenty of refugees there, and we didn't have a chance to visit uh, that or to reach out that visit a long time ago. Uh, so uh, when we were uh, visiting a couple homes of those refugees, providing some materials, or uh, that means food and other things, and the Jordanians were telling us, is this uh, for the refugees only? I said, what do you mean? And they said, uh, we, uh, we are in need too. I said, uh, well, uh, where do you live? Uh, he said, here, come, come and see. So we we visited them and uh, we sit down and say, you know, we're doing this. Uh, we're uh, from this church and uh, we're doing this because uh, Christ uh, called us to do this because Christ teach us how as he cared about us to care about uh, other. So we start to share the cause uh, why we're there. And that opened doors uh, for that family to come. And while we were visiting uh, those uh, homes, the Syrian homes, uh, this family, is, uh, we start to visit them more, and they had a lot of questions. Even the lady, uh, she wear khimar, uh, this co cover up all the veil, black, like the, the veil. veil over her face. Yeah. Yes, uh, all over. And she had a lot of questions uh, asking about uh, Jesus and the Bible. Uh, and praise the Lord, we had the chance to uh, answer those questions from time to time. I mean, from week after week, uh, after about a couple months. Uh, she received Christ uh, with her husband wow. uh, as uh, their personal savior. Today, we have the chance that we have another uh, home church uh, on that area from the local uh, people, not just refugees. Praise well, the Lord for that. I would say praise the Lord. You're actually meeting these Muslim, Muslim people and bringing them to Christ. What a great blessing that is. It's I'm amazing sorry. how... Uh, to see the the thirst and uh, some probably if we come uh, alone like this probably we will not have chance uh, to do that but uh, sometimes it's hard to say thank god for the refugees even it's overwhelmed for on us even on globally uh, but uh, i want to say praise god for the refugees in lebanon syria and turkey today that we can reach out refugees and the locals uh, there for Christ. It opens the door for the local folks as well. That's yes. great. Yes. Yeah. Well, thanks for sharing that today, Abu. And um, 
the Lord bless you, and we're praying for you, and we're trusting God to open doors and uh, continue to give you opportunities to share your faith and see fruit for your labor. The Lord Amen. bless you. Peace we'll keep us in your prayer, and we thank you for all your prayers in advance. Amen. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to Canada's National Bible Hour. As you are probably aware, this is a listener-supported program. This month, we're offering a wonderful booklet entitled Trials by June Hunt, try to help us to work through different trials that we face throughout the day. In the middle of the booklet, it has some questions and answers. It talks about a hardened heart and then a humble heart. And I'd just like to read a couple of them to you. I think they're pretty insightful. A hardened heart says, God doesn't care about me. My suffering will never end. The humble heart says, my suffering had a beginning and it will also have an ending. And 1 Peter 5.10 says, the God of all grace who called you to his eternal glory in Christ, after you have suffered a little while, will himself restore you and make you strong, firm, and steadfast. Another one, a hardened heart might say, the Lord turned his back on me and left me broken. The humble heart would say, God is especially close to me when my heart is broken. Psalm 34:18 says, The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. In some situations, suffering can be the direct result of a person's destructive choice. In other cases, God often allows the innocent to suffer in order to display his power and divine purposes. John 9, 2, and 3 say this, his disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Neither this man nor his parents sinned, said Jesus. I highly recommend this booklet. I ask that you write in and ask for the booklet, Trials. You can write to Canada's National Bible Hour, Box 1210, St. Catharines, Ontario, L2R 7A7, or in the United States at Box 2010, Buffalo, New York, one four two three one come holy spirit i need you i need you come sweet spirit i pray come in your strength and your power Sweet Spirit, I pray.
Today's message is from Reverend George Francisco and is titled, Faith. Printed copies are available upon request. Today, I would like to look at some aspects of faith from the Holy Scriptures. We know faith is important, for God's Word says we can only be saved through faith. Ephesians 2, 8, and 9 says, For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God not of works, lest any man should boast. We also know that Scripture says without faith it's impossible to please God. So we need to learn to live by faith, to walk by faith, to pray in faith, to grow in faith, and so forth. Jesus said to his disciples, Have faith in God, Mark 11.22. So faith is essential in the Christian life. Faith, simply put, is believing and trusting God through his word. In the Bible, God has revealed himself, his character, his laws, for our instruction. So let us turn to the scriptures then to learn a little about this subject. I'd like to turn to Hebrews chapter 11. This is often called the faith chapter, and there's much teaching about faith in it. Let us begin reading at verse 1, Hebrews 11. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good report. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. By faith Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and by it he being dead, yet speaketh. Verse 6, But without faith it is impossible to please him, for he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Then the chapter goes on to name the great people of faith who did exceptional things for God, such as Noah, and Abraham, or Moses, and then Later in the chapter, it speaks of those who remain committed to God in spite of deep adversity. There's much to look at here, but I'd like to turn to the opening verses uh, briefly to set the stage for our study today. First, we see faith described. Verse 1 says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. These two words are significant, substance and evidence. The Greek scholar Vincent says that the word translated substance has the meaning of title deeds. Now, when we own a home, the title deed, it brings us confidence and assurance. For no one can then say, well, you don't belong here or you cannot live here. The title deed is a proof of ownership. Faith is our title deed, which guarantees us all the future blessings that God has promised. Then it says, faith is evidence of things not seen, that is, the proof, conviction, or the certainty of things not seen. So faith is not some warm, tingly, fuzzy feeling, but it's something of, of substance and evidence by which the unseen things of God become real and important to us. 
the second verse shows faith experienced. For it says, by it, that is faith, the elders obtained a good report. So a life of faith is not impossible. For the great elders or the great men of Israel's past history all experienced it. They lived lives of faith. So can we. Which brings us to verse 3. Through faith we understand. It's now our turn. God provides faith. Others have experienced it. Now the writer says we. We need to exercise it. Why? Because through faith we gain understanding or knowledge. Verse 3 says, through faith we understand. True understanding or knowledge then comes by faith in God's word. First we see that understanding comes concerning creation. For verse 3 says, by faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. What is the truth concerning the origins of the universe? Well, God spoke and they came into being. For Genesis chapter 1 and verse 3 says, And God said, Let there be light, and there was light. Verse 6, And God said, Let there be a firmament. Verse 9, And God said, Let the waters under the heaven be gathered together, and let the dry land appear. And it was so. Verse 14, And God said, Let there be... Uh, let the waters bring forth abundantly the moving creature, and it was so. Verse 24, And God said, Let the earth bring forth cattle, creeping thing, and beast after his kind, and it was so. Verse 26, And God said, us, Let us make man. Verse 27, So God created man in his own image. Friends, the true origin of life, the world, and the universe is the powerful, creative word of the eternal God. God spoke, and it was done. Faith says, I will believe what God has said concerning creation. But God's word reveals the truth about many more things. Some of them are perplexing questions that face mankind. Why cannot man live in peace? Why is there such wickedness in the world? Is there anything that... Or I should say, if there is anything that we don't need to be convinced of, surely it's the wickedness of man. For every day, the newspapers, radio, and TV are filled with accounts of murder, robbery, adultery, and violence in one way or another of man to man. Why is this? God's word says, Romans 5 and 12, Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin... So then, death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. This account, or the account of Adam and Eve in the garden, then, is the true account of man's fall and the subsequent passage of a sinful nature onto all mankind. God's word warns us clearly, the soul that sinneth, it shall die, Ezekiel 18 and 4, or the wages of sin is death, Romans 6:23. The real nature of man and his condition before God is stated clearly in Romans 3 and 10. As it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. There is none that understandeth, there is none that seeketh after God. They are all gone out of the way, there is none that doeth good, no, not one. Faith says, I will believe God's word, that man has sinned and is separated from God unable to find God or to please God. Happily, Scripture does not end in this dark note, but clearly 
details God's gracious provision of forgiveness in the Lord Jesus Christ. There is much controversy about Christ today. Who was he? What did he do? Or what didn't he do? Much of this questioning has resulted from the modern book and movie, The Da Vinci Code. These are purportedly based upon some obscure manuscript written after the time of Christ and claiming that Christ did not die on the cross, but that he secretly fled to France with Mary Magdalene and so forth. The question is why anyone would believe some obscure manuscripts that obviously were rejected as legitimate by the traditional church, rather than believe those who were eyewitnesses of the Lord Jesus and who wrote about him at the time. God says the scriptures are his holy word. So let God be true and every man a liar. The holy scriptures of God tell us clearly that Jesus was God's son, that he came in the flesh, that he was born of a virgin, lived a holy life, and died on the cross to pay for the sin of all mankind. The Apostle Peter, a disciple of Jesus, said, Christ bare our sins in his own body on the tree, that we, being dead to sins, might live unto righteousness, by whose stripes ye were healed. 1 Peter 2.22 The Apostle Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians 15 that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day according to the Scriptures, that he was seen of Cephas, then of the twelve. After that he was seen of above five hundred brethren at once. After that he was seen of James, then of all the apostles. And last of all he was seen of me also, as one born out of due time. Furthermore, in Acts 1 and 9, it says that Christ, after appearing for forty days to his disciples, Scripture says he was taken up, and a cloud received him out of their sight. And while the disciples looked steadfastly toward heaven as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel, which also said, Ye men of Galilee, why stand ye gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus, which is taken up from you into heaven, shall so come in like manner as ye have seen him go into heaven. It's absurd to say that Christ secretly went to France. God says he ascended up into heaven and will return one day in like manner as they saw him go. Faith says, I will believe God's word, that Christ came, died for the sins of the world, and by coming to Christ I can be forgiven, cleansed, and made a child of God's eternal family. Acts 16.31 says, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved. Friends, I would urge you not to follow the foolish fables of men, but to open your heart to the living Christ today, and believe to the saving of your soul. Then, too, God's word gives us understanding concerning the eternity to come. Men have questioned man's destiny from the beginning of time. The book of Job, probably the oldest book of the Bible, records the question asked in his day, If a man die, shall he live again? Is this life all there is? Is there an eternal existence ahead? God's word clearly reveals the answer. For those who repent and receive God's Son, there is a blessed eternal life. 
For Jesus said in John 10, 27, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. The scriptures also say in 1 Thessalonians, the apostle Paul, writing, says, For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, and with the voice of the archangel, and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Faith says, I will believe the word of God, and will look joyfully to the coming of Christ, and to all the joys of eternal life with him. The scriptures also reveal the truth of a coming judgment for unbelievers. Scripture says, it is appointed unto men once to die, and after this the judgment, Hebrews 9, 27. So death does not end all, even for the unbeliever. Jesus himself warned unbelievers of his day in the parable of the tares in Matthew 13, verse 41. The Son of Man shall send forth his angels, and they shall gather out of his kingdom all things that offend, and uh, all which do iniquity, and shall cast them into a furnace of fire. There shall be wailing and gnashing of teeth. What a terrible time for unbelievers. The scriptures give many solemn warnings to all rejectors of God's Christ. I hope that you will heed them, and it's our prayer today that you will be moved to faith, saving faith, which will bring you to forgiveness, the cleansing from sin, and to eternal rest in the Lord Jesus Christ. Faith is important. Someone has said, faith in God sees the invisible, believes the incredible, and receives the impossible. Brethren, let us then learn to have faith in God. I trust the message you just heard will be a great blessing to you and that maybe some of the spiritual truths that were shared you can apply to your own lives this week. Here at Canada's National Bible Hour, we're always concerned about those who may be listening who don't know Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. And of course, the scriptures are very clear that all of us have sinned and come short of the glory of God. There's not one of us that deserves to be in God's presence. There's no way really to get to God unless God would do something for us. And he did. He sent the best gift he had in heaven, the Lord Jesus Christ, called the indescribable gift. And the Lord Jesus was obedient and he became a man. He babe in a manger, lived a sinless life uh, with the whole goal of going to the cross. And on the cross, he thought about you and me he bore our sins in his own body as he hung on on the tree. And so the Bible says, if you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, you will be saved. If you truly trust God to forgive your sins, uh, to cleanse you, and to have relationship with him, God will receive you. God will save you. But as many as receive him, unto them gave he the right to become the children of God. Don't forget to write in this month to get your copy of Trials uh, by June Hunt. It's a wonderful booklet that uh, will really help you through the trials and tribulations that we face each day. And I know it will be a great encouragement to you. Please write to Canada's National Bible Hour, Box 1210, St. Catharines, Ontario, L2R 
7A7, or in the United States at Box 2010, Buffalo, New York, 14231. You can also hear past messages of Canada's National Bible Hour on our website at missiongo.org, M-I-S-S-I-O-N-G-O dot O-R-G. Also, we have a internet radio broadcast at MGO, and you can also get that on our website as well. We're on the air 24-7 each day. And we would encourage you to listen to that as you can hear many biblical messages and good Christian music each day. And don't forget to remember us in your prayers. We'd covet your uh, financial giving. So we want to thank you in advance for what you will do for us and help us to do this work of getting the gospel out to the world 